the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We are fortunate in discussing the resignation of Andrew Cuomo as New York governor to have with us uh, Steve Meacham, who is an associate professor of criminal justice at Cedarville University. And Steve has an extensive background with the New York State Police as an investigator and uh, now is at Cedarville University. They start classes on the 18th of August, a great place to send your son or daughter to Cedarville to get a biblically based education and to view the world through a Christian worldview. And Steve, thanks so much for coming on today. Were you surprised that Governor Cuomo bent to all the calls for his resignation and actually did resign? I was. I was very surprised by that. Uh, knowing the kind of person that Governor Cuomo is, uh, I thought he would hold out longer until the time when uh, he was actually going to be impeached. And so it was a bit of a surprise that he decided to uh, resign. Okay, so your background is as a New York State police investigator during Governor Governor Cuomo's tenure. I believe he's in his third term, and I know he was aspiring for a fourth term. Uh, you've read the New York Attorney General Letitia James' uh, investigation reports. It sounds like when you talk about knowing the kind of person Governor Cuomo is, there's like a personal experience aspect to that. Am I wrong? Well, um I wouldn't call it personal, but, you know, I lived in New York State for 50 years, and um, I worked in state government for 31 years as uh, for the New York State Police, and so uh, I had opportunity to um, be associated with the, the detail of troopers and investigators that are assigned to his detail. I know many of those uh, former colleagues personally, and I've seen some of the decisions in New York State, and so... Uh, it is. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise that he, in fact, uh, resigned because he's a person that uh, I think enjoys his power and enjoys uh, instilling some fear into people. And uh, I think that he felt that he was untouchable to some extent. And so it was a bit of a surprise that uh, he actually did uh, resign. Yeah, I felt like he'd follow the lead of, you know, Ralph Northam in Virginia. Uh, you know, you outlast the criticism. Uh, yeah. I think it's inventive and uh, sad, really, that yeah. uh, he's resigning because of these issues, which are horrendous issues. I don't mean to downplay them, but his COVID policies, uh, people will now, I think, you know, look at the sexual harassment and forget the COVID part of the story. But let's stay on the sexual harassment. One of his victims is a New York State trooper that he uh, bent the rules to get on his security detail. You're supposed to be in that uh, position three years before you're on the detail. He clearly took uh, a liking to her or liked something about her and had her on his detail. Do you have, through conversations with colleagues you trust or experience that would relate to those particular charges or just your opinion of the governor is shaped by what you saw and experienced during your time with the New York State Police? 
Well, yes, uh, that was very disturbing to hear about the uh, incident uh, with the uh, New York State trooper who was assigned to his detail that he seems to have uh, uh, gone above and beyond what uh, uh, kind of bent the rules, like you may say, that uh, normally a trooper needs to be uh, working for the state police for a minimum of three years before they can even uh, 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 request an assignment to that detail. And he actually reached out to her. And she wasn't didn't have the minimum of qualifications yet to even be assigned to that detail. And so it was clear that uh, there was some uh, bending of the rules, so to speak, to, to get her on the detail. But uh, it's a tragic, it's a sad situation that he was abusing, sexually abusing, a number of state workers, including um, inappropriately touching this uh, uh, young uh, female uh, uh, trooper who was assigned to the detail, who was there to protect him, and yet he was uh, taking advantage of her as well as uh, nine other state workers. If you've re- if you've read Letitia James' report, the Attorney General of New York State, uh, it's a very thorough uh, report, 165 pages. They interviewed over 175 people. And to, to determine that, in fact, he is a he's a predator. He is a this is a a pattern of behavior with him to be uh, sexually abusing, to forcibly touching uh, young uh, females uh, who actually work for the state and were put in fear of their jobs. And uh, it's just a tragic, tragic situation that the governor of a state uh, can sexually harass and uh, and commit crimes against uh, females and get away with it. Yeah, I agree 100% with that assessment. We are talking with Steve Meacham. Steve is an associate professor of criminal justice at Cedarville University. He had 31 years of public service as a member of the New York State Police, so he has uh, a definite perspective on this that is uh, just uh, much different. It's more of an insider's view than an outsider's view. And two things can be true at once. I say this all the time, Steve, is that uh, Governor Cuomo has portrayed this as a politically motivated investigation. That can be true because I do think Letitia James has designs on his position as governor of New York, but that doesn't nullify the veracity of the charges made against him, as you outlined, by many, many people. And it also, and I know it's anecdotal, but when you see Governor Andrew Cuomo be as combative as he is on other things, you know, just me from the outside looking in, I'm like, do these charges fit the person that I see on display publicly, and my response to that is a resounding yes. Yeah, you know, I I know that uh, the governor Cuomo has tried to make this out to be a, a political witch hunt, but it, but it clearly is not. If you if you read the report, it is a thorough investigation by a Democratic uh, elected official, Letitia James, is a is a Democrat, and uh, she could have uh, uh, not done anything, or or maybe. Uh, not done a thorough investigation, but clearly there were there were uh, there were issues here. There was violations of both state and federal law, and she has a responsibility uh, to conduct a an investigation into wrongdoing here, and she did that. And uh, you know, perhaps she might, but I don't think that's neither here nor there. The facts speak for themselves. The evidence speaks for themselves. The testimony of all these women who have come forward, and the witnesses, and uh, the other documentation. Uh, speaks for itself. This is a, an independent, thorough investigation that just kind of uh, shows what has been going on for the last two or three years. And, and make no mistake, uh, Governor Cuomo has been behaving badly for many, many years. Mm-hmm. The Attorney General's report only focused on the last couple, three years here. 
because of uh, statute of limitations issues and people have left state government uh, long ago and maybe have chosen not to speak about it because they've got other jobs and they've moved on. But uh, this investigation was focused primarily on the last couple, three years, and they located 11 people who were abused by the governor. Cedarville Assist Associate Professor of Criminal Justice Steve Meacham is our guest uh, with an extensive background, three decades plus, with the New York State Police. We're talking about the resignation of Andrew Cuomo as governor of New York. Tell me, Steve, the internal dynamics here at work. When I listen to Letitia James outline uh, her findings, I'm like, well, this guy's got problems on a bunch of levels. He's got a problem staying in office. He's got a problem because you mentioned he's a predator. He's And yeah. what he did, these are crimes. These are crimes that people understandably and 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 appropriately spend time behind bars for committing. Yet she said in her press conference, I'm done. Here it is. Here are the findings. I'm not going to press charges. What are the internal dynamics of New York politics that that stacks up? Yeah, well, uh, this uh, the criminal complaints can be can be handled at the local level. These are uh, most of these appear to be misdemeanor level. You're talking about the crime of uh, forcible touching or sexual abuse in the third degree when you're uh, intentionally, deliberately uh, putting your hands on, on somebody uh, without permission. Uh, and uh, and so these are misdemeanor level crimes. And generally, those are held; those are handled at the local level. So, the county, the state, the, the local city, the village, wherever the crime may have occurred. In this case, it looks like primarily these crimes have occurred in the city of Albany, which is in Albany County. So, the Albany County Sheriff uh, Craig Apple has um, entertained uh, at least one complaint from one of the victims and is pursuing a criminal investigation into uh, those incidents that took place uh, with that particular individual. So this doesn't mean just because Letitia James has has decided not to pursue this any further, it doesn't mean that it can't still be pursued in a criminal fashion. Okay, very good. Uh, As we wrap up, Steve, uh, tell me a little bit about how you wound up at Cedarville. Tell me about the uh, criminal justice program at Cedarville that uh, you're an instructor in and what people should know who are looking at Cedarville as a possible home for their children as uh, their college future. Uh, thanks, Bruce. Uh, yeah, Cedarville, a great place to uh, to learn here. Uh, I came here to, just a couple of years ago after a long career with the New York State Police as a senior investigator with the Bureau of Criminal Investigation. And uh, Cedarville reached out to me. Uh, they wanted uh, somebody that uh, has some experience in the field actually teaching criminal justice to the next generation of, of individuals who want to go into uh, the law enforcement field or a criminal justice field, and so they've asked me to come and uh, teach some classes, and so I really enjoy doing that, and I teach from a practical standpoint. And, you know, this is a really good opportunity here to, to teach the classes semester that uh, in our system of government and, and in the United States of America, no one should be above the law. And uh, even if you're a governor, uh, no one should be above the law. And so it's great to see that uh, this investigation, as the way it's unfolded and, and it's resulted in uh, the governor having to step down uh, because he's not going to get away with uh, having committed these crimes. So we look at here at Cedarville University, we take a, a great um, uh, biblical worldview. We, we look at things as, as far as uh, understanding what justice is all about, and there should be no privilege given to anybody in particular just because of their title or their role or their position and power. And uh, so justice is um, is taught here uh, from a, again a biblical point of view, 
And uh, it's great to be here. And if uh, yeah, any of your listeners are out there are thinking about uh, a career uh, in criminal justice, studying criminal justice, this is a great place to do that. Well, I'd love to have you on in the future to talk about some of the views uh, that are being aimed at law enforcement now. I'm a big supporter sure. of law enforcement, so I hope that uh, yeah. you won't mind if we reach out to you again. But I certainly pr- appreciate your perspective from your personal experience uh, in New York State and your perspective on Governor Cuomo. And thank you for what you're doing at Cedarville, and I look forward to talking sure. to you again soon. Great. Good talking with you, Bruce. Thank you. My thanks to Steve Meacham of Cedarville University for joining us, lending some texture and personal context to the Andrew Cuomo resignation. Uh, A resignation would be in order locally from the Worthington Schools Board of Education uh, from Sam Shim. Uh, Sam, as uh, karma would have it, his term on the Worthington Board ends in 2021. I don't know if he's running for re-election, but if he is, uh, he should not win. Because last night, during a Worthington Schools Board of Education meeting, uh, there were some people speaking at the meeting, some citizens doing what they are entitled to do as citizens in Worthington. And Mr. Shim, who has uh, been on the board since 2013, and who it says in his bio on the Worthington Schools official website, is a, quote, strong supporter of diversity, equity, and inclusion in public education. Well, not so much on his Twitter during the meeting. As Sam Shim reacting to viewpoints put forward by citizens uh, released this on social media. White supremacists in the room Ugh. Uh, we will see what kind of consequences uh, greet Mr. Shim for that statement that surely, surely would not be tolerated if a similar statement were made about him as the first, according to the Worthington Schools website, Asian American elected into office in Franklin County. People who disagree with Sam Shim, who on his Twitter page uh, proudly displays that he is endorsed by the NALAF. I thought to myself, what is the NALAF? It is the New American Leaders Action Fund. Uh, Quoting from the site, our voices and movement made progressive victories possible From city councils all the way to the White House. So they are uh, speaking in uh, code there. Progressive victories. They are leftists. Big time leftists. And apparently Sam is uh, one of them. And he wants to represent and has represented for going on eight years. The citizens of Worthington, some of whom he think are white supremacists because they disagree uh, with his view. So remember that uh, if Mr. Shim is on the ballot and he goes to the polls, um, remember that. And will you see that story on uh, Dispatch.com at last check 10 minutes ago? No, you will not. Uh, 
ABC6 reported it. Kudos to them for bringing it to light. I received some uh, text messages about it last night, which I deeply appreciate. One of the things that will continue, and I hope will uh, enable me to do a better job, uh, is moving from 5 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, which we'll finish out the week doing that, and then next week we'll be on 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The reason I'm so excited about that particular move is not just that I get to bring my daughters to school and take them home from school and then work my air shift in the middle of that, but it is so that I can be more engaged with you on matters that concern schools whether it's this issue in Worthington, the bathroom issue in Upper Arlington that we talked about with an earlier caller. Uh, Olentangy has a meeting on Thursday night. I would love for all of you to go to the Olentangy School Board meeting because you know what? The members of the Olentangy School Board don't want you there. Uh, They are going to have to answer to why they dismissed a longtime employee for stating what is an unimpeachable fact that the virus, which has gripped America and lockdowns and mask mandates and vaccine mandates and everything else for well more than a year, originated in China. That was her crime. She said the virus came from China. She was roundly dismissed and her retirement taken away because she dared speak the truth. The truth is unpopular. The truth is explosive. But the truth is the truth. And the truth does not require a pronoun in front of it. And if it has one, it's not the truth. You might label it my truth or someone else's truth, his, hers. That's very often, in fact, seldom new, is actually truth. It's opinion. Sam Shim's opinion is that people who disagree with him on how Worthington schools should operate are white supremacists. I mean, the ugliness of that. First of all, do any of you even know a white supremacist? If if I walked up to you and I said, I'll give you $10,000 if you can personally introduce me to a white supremacist, how many of you could do that? I couldn't do that. I don't think any of you could do that. White supremacists are everywhere, but they're nowhere. No one can find them. Our demand for white supremacy far outstrips our supply.